Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Hipsters Chronicles. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster, where from the period of time of March 2021 through June 2022, I interviewed 182 founders, executives, entrepreneurs, artists, and authors from over 50 different countries and built a global audience in 165 countries while posting and producing my podcast at the Irish Tech News platform. Since then, I realized there's a lot of incredible content in the interviews that I had and my interviews with thought leadership podcast interviews that had amazing gems, amazing gems from um, all the guests that I was able to interview. And so I've chosen and decided to create the uh, Crypto Hipsters Chronicles series, which is a series of the gems, the, the little tiny pieces from each of the interviews that I had in the areas of Bitcoin, Ethereum, metaverses, NFTs, regulatory issues in crypto globally, art, and you name it across the wide spectrum of different verticals in blockchain and crypto industry and in fintech and mobility and sustainability as well. Uh, these are about 15 minutes long, each uh, chronicle, and has three, four, or five different segments from different interviews. So I hope you enjoy them. Uh, I hope you have uh, learned a lot. And if you'd like to um, listen to the full podcasts, they are available online at both the Irish Tech News um, and on Anchor. And uh, in a future date, will be available on the Crypto Hipsters station as well. So please enjoy and uh, talk to you soon. Welcome to Crypto Hipsters Chronicles, episode 44. Why economists and environmentalists are often wrong about Bitcoin. This Chronicles episode is a compilation of three interviews. First, David Palmer, who is the blockchain lead at Vodafone Business IoT. Second, Romain Nozareth, co-founder, chairman, CEO of Sato, S-A-T-O. And Alex Adelman, who is the co-founder and CEO of Lolly. Enjoy. I find it interesting because um, I see a lot of takes by economists like Norio Rubini and other famous economists who are completely against Bitcoin and say it has no value. And most of those arguments and pundits are economists. You are an economist and you you are into Bitcoin. So what what sets you apart from those other economists and how do you view it in such a way that they don't? Yeah, but, but I think I think the whole point is that look, you know, it, it, it's uh, it, it's like people who are doing architecture or um, you know distributed music, right? Um, you know, the way you used to do it uh, 40, 50 years ago, uh, where you used to manufacture vinyl or CDs and music, isn't the way you do it now. I think the same for economics; it has to evolve. And a lot of the systems we have, if we actually look at it, you know, you walk into a bank. Why did you walk into a bank? 
uh, you know, to, to, to do a transaction is because that was your point of contact. Now we have mobile phones. Um, you know, why, why, why do we need, um, you know, currencies, uh, you know, which, which are paper, which are regulated, because we didn't have the level of automation. So I think the, the, the economic systems we have, monetary and fiscal policy uh, on the macro side, um, you know, had a way. I mean, they got us to where we are and they unleashed um, some of the highest productivity that we've seen in the world. I mean, we are better off than a lot of generations because of, of that economic system which promoted and provided incentives for growth. But I think we're coming to an intersection now, which is an important one. Um, technology now has moved at a pace um, that we, we we just couldn't have imagined. Um, I, I was looking at some statistics um, over the weekend, just out of interest, because I'm, I'm that kind of guy, I suppose. Uh, but, but Bitcoin is now the seventh largest global asset right, you, you can buy. Ethereum is the 13th. Right? This is ahead of JP Morgan. And, and visa and i say that to say that the 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 sort of economics that we we, we had is having to adapt right uh, to, to go with this massive change that we've an acceleration we've had in in uh, in technology so 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 i'm not going to knock any economist that's saying it's worthless um i i think it's it's a matter of, and i think the jury's still out to be honest on on what role digital currencies and tokens will play but but what i will say is that we're we're in a time a very exciting time where technology and the possibilities of what can be done is really democratizing access to a lot of things. So, for example, if you look at DeFi, decentralized finance, yeah, that that allows people like me and you to become banks, right? You know, we can have an asset, we can tokenize it, we can stake it and get a return. We can come together into pools and get a return. Um, you know, we can borrow um, based on, on on different parameters. So that banking function is being democratized. Um, you can see a lot of other use cases that are coming up. So it's a really exciting time, but we don't know how it will pan out. We don't know what the end of this technology can, can be. But I think somebody once said, you know, the ride is pretty important, right? The, enjoy the ride. And I think we're in one for one hell of a ride now um, in, in this. But but I think we've got to respect those guys as well because the jury's not out. So you say it's a feature, and I know from prior conversations that centralized um you know uh data centers like amazon or alibaba take up more energy usage than bitcoin so if i say you know and i saw this posted on twitter what if the real conversation is one of paternalism versus sovereignty how does bitcoin help data um users the world uh create a more sovereign environment uh, it's true that uh, if you look and if you compare uh, how the Bitcoin network is working and if you compare it with the traditional financing, for example, of the, the, the banking system, we are using way less energy. Uh, and the decentralization that is coming from uh, the protocol of the Bitcoin is, is providing greater uh, advancement for our society. And, and, and I believe that if we, sh if we move uh, uh, toward uh, the decentralization even more, which I think the world is going anyway. I mean, we are going into, uh, a, we are living in this digital world since uh, the uh, early 90s or late 90s. Uh, and it's all, only growing and growing. Uh, and in the next uh, uh, years and decades, uh, uh, we will need to have protocol to manage uh, our digital transaction, financial or not. Uh, we see now, and we will talk about NFTs and other type of uh, protocol with smart contract. 
uh, uh, how this uh, uh, digitalization, I would say, of the world is happening. Uh, and I think at the bottom line, the 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 most important part of the Bitcoin is that it gives us it gives us back uh, uh, our money, uh, the power to manage our own money. Uh, the same way that I believe the, the state and religion should be uh, should be uh, dissociated, I think finance and state should be dissociated, and and uh, with Bitcoin we get access to that. So uh, all in all, we 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 are pushing, and I'm a big believer, obviously, uh, in the Bitcoin and the Bitcoin future, and for other protocol also. So I threw that question in, and that wasn't one of my initial questions for you, but it was important to lead to the next question. Because you know, I'm I'm 50. I grew up in the Cold War between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, right? And nuclear management, right, was uh, paternalized. It was held by country at the country level, and now we have um, fusion mining, right, which is nuclear uh, energy mining at the decentralized sovereign level. So, what did I ask you? You know, what is fusion mining? How does it work? And what are the benefits? Well, fusion mining is, is nothing else than mining with nuclear energy. Uh, so today, for example, at CCU.ai, we are using hydroelectricity. So it means that our energy is coming from water. So virtually, we could say uh, we make Bitcoin with water. Uh, 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 we transform water to Bitcoin. Uh, uh, but um, uh, uh, in, the, in the world, as you know, there are other sources of energy, and nuclear is one of, is one of it. Uh, uh, and when you mine with nuclear energy, you're just getting your power uh, uh, from a nuclear source. Uh, this source is interesting because it's, uh, uh, I mean, some people will argue that it's not green, but it's not producing any carbon emission. Uh, uh, it could be stable enough in, uh, in, in, in lots of parts of the world to make sure that uh, uh, we can continue going and use our energy. For example, I think Germany uh, made the choice to remove uh, uh, the uh, uh, energy, the nuclear energy from their grid, uh, but now they are uh, uh, they need to buy energy from uh, from the neighbors and it's mainly coming from coal and oil. So environmentally, it was not really a great choice. Uh, and it's true that uh, uh, in the mining industry, we are looking for new sources of energy in order to grow our operation uh, because we make Bitcoin with our energy. Basically, we transform power into Bitcoin uh, by way of uh, our miners, our mining rigs. Uh, uh, but in order to go, we need to find uh, new sources of energy. And nuclear is an interesting one. Uh, why? Because it's available, uh, there it's produced at scale. Uh, but what is important uh, uh, to keep in mind in that subject is what is the price per kilowatt hour that you will pay from your energy source. Uh, and today, for example, France, which is a country that is using lots of uh, nuclear energy, uh, the energy is too expensive to be able to mine Bitcoin with uh, uh, the price given by uh, by EDF, which is Electricité de France. Uh, <clears throat> it's around, I think, 12 to 15 cents a kilowatt hour. But, and, and what we pay in uh, in Quebec, where we are, uh, with our hydro hydropower is around like uh, 3.7 cents a kilowatt hour. So the difference is really important. So nuclear mining, I believe, uh, uh, will continue uh, 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 existing and, and, and growing, but it all depends on how much you're willing to pay for your electricity. But at the end, in the same, the same way than in the environmental debate, 
we need to look at the energy source. This is the same question for uh, nuclear energy. If, if your source is from nuclear and how much you pay for uh, uh, your kilowatt hour, uh, this is what will make you profitable or not when you mine Bitcoin. Uh, one one, one uh, quick uh, quick story that I was reading the other day, which is interesting. It's a, it's a new type of nuclear uh, reactors that are being developed, uh, which are mini reactors. It's, uh, it's around like 200 megawatt, 300 megawatt uh, nuclear reactors that are being built, I think mainly in Ukraine and in Russia. Uh, so, so we could imagine in the future that people will want to buy, to buy or to develop their own uh, a nuclear reactor to mine Bitcoin or to start mining operations. Uh, now I'm not sure exactly where we could put a nuclear reactor. For example, in Quebec, I'm sure that if I buy a land, if I, if I say, hey guys, I'm going to build a 200 megawatt nuclear reactor, they will not let me. Uh, however, in other parts of the world, who knows? Uh, we will see. But I think we are still far from it. We are still, uh, it's, it's still uh, probably like five, 10 years before we can see this kind of uh, an, a nuclear reactor being built specifically for mining uh, operation. In the meantime, nuclear reactors are producing lots of energy, lots of energy. And, and for us miners, it, it makes sense to be closer to the energy source uh, because the, uh, uh, the distribution and the transmission in the electricity uh, will cost less uh, if you can be closer to the energy source. It's a case for nuclear plants, uh, as is the case for uh, 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 um, uh, uh, hydroelectricity when we want to be closer to dam, for example, uh, uh, if we want to uh, to mine Bitcoin. So uh, your first company um, before you you was before Lolly was purchased by as you said was purchased by Rakuten, right? Mm -hmm. How um, we haven't really seen a lot of purchases and acquisitions yet in the crypto space. Um, how do you see that playing out over time um, with the M&A? Yeah, it, it's very interesting. I, I think well, a lot of these crypto companies, um, they, they made so much money in the 2017 run-up from fees, um, but a lot of them really didn't need to, you know, get super acquisitive um, because they, they just, like, were either able, I think, to attract so much talent themselves um, and they just had so much money to, like, hire and there wasn't really a lot of development out there, um, uh, you know, building of, of companies that were built, being built. So I think as more of these companies start to go public, like Coinbase and, and have these monster IPOs or direct listings, I, I do think we're going to see a lot more um, acquisitions in the space, um, especially now that all these business models are proven and there's so many paths to, to revenue that I, I do think um, we will see a lot of acquisition um, emerge over the next uh, few years. So um, the space is like really nascent, you know, it's like there's, I think people were trying to figure out like, um, you know, there was a big debate earlier, uh, like two years ago, where people just didn't think like wallets were a good business, because there was so many of them, and they were all open source. And a lot of them like you didn't really, you know, with a non custodial wallet, you didn't really own or control the experience or the the asset, and it could be forked fairly easily. So I think that there's a lot of like products like wallets where people are trying to determine how much is something worth. And any time that there's like that sort of experience, like, you know, a founder might not want to sell, a, a, a person might not want to buy for the same price. Now that the economics of crypto are starting to be um, really figured out um, and, and more solidified, 
Um, I do think there's going to be a lot more acquisitions over the next few years. Would you see that occurring at the exchange level or um, the VC level, or would you see it um, consolidating elsewhere? Well, the exchanges have the most money right now. So I, I would imagine, you know, the Coinbase's, Binance's, um, Kraken, Gemini, uh, they all, you know, seemingly have the most money. Um, so I, I could very much see them, you know, buying up these companies. Uh, there, you know, there could be an, ex you know, a path where, you know, private equity or, you know, some sort of like hedge fund gets into the acquisition business, but I, because, you know, they clearly have a lot of money and they, they're going to want to play a part. Um, but I, I, I see more so like the exchanges being the ones that um, end up acquiring a lot of these companies um, more so than anybody. They, they just have the most money and the, 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 the model that has been, is proven to be the most successful is the fee model. So if you, if you look who's going to be acquiring who, it's the companies that have the most money acquiring the companies um, that, you know, where, where they believe that they can make more money and have an arbitrage over the next few years. And where do you think that arbitrage would occur inside the crypto um, projects? Um, yeah, good question. So uh, I think the arbitrages are, I mean, we're, we're not for sale right now, but, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to IPO probably the next five years. Um, but I would say projects like ours where they are early projects, they're like, you know, we're bringing in tons of new users into crypto. And so projects that are like top of the funnel that are bringing new people into crypto that maybe like a Coinbase or Kraken or these exchanges are not able to acquire. And then also like deep infrastructure. Um, so I think a lot of these companies that are doing like, you know, chain analysis, um, are, you know, th people who are building like institutional tools, um, security tools, um, like private key management, uh, a lot of these will sort of like fill out this like total crypto ecosystem. And they, they just might be things that these companies decide to buy versus build. 